It's all quiet. There's been this huge celebration the night before, and the next day is just filled with some guests who have been coming. And, and now it's December 26th, their calendar time, similar to today. You know, it's, it's kind of over, and for some, your guests are beginning to, to return home, and you may have an empty house now, and things are just quiet. Think about it for a second. I was thinking about this as I was thinking about this service and, and sharing have you ever thought about what it may have been like for Mary and Joseph on that next day after the, the child is born? You know, they may be thinking, like, did that really just happen? You know, the shepherds dropping by, the star in the sky, the angel choir, you know, all this jubilee. And maybe Mary, just having put Jesus down, let's say, and he's napping and she sits down across the table from Joseph and says, okay, Joseph, it's time. It's time to find something better than stable living. Let's get the one ads out. I wonder what happened the next day when life turned back to normal. Well, Luke chapter 2, verses 17 through 20 gives us a glimpse into that. We, we read that the shepherds were out in the field and these angels came and the angels told them all that was going to happen. And so they said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem, let's see this thing that has happened. And then in verse 16, it's, we're told, that, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Now verse 17, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And then catch Mary. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which, they, which were just as they had been told. But I find just two things in, in responses here. One is the response of Mary. And then the response of those shepherds who were able to partake of this incredible miracle. First, you just see Mary treasured all that she had seen and heard. Let's think about that treasuring. Treasuring is something that maybe some of you are even doing as we're preparing to share with one another. But treasuring, in some ways, is just a memory. You know, this is going to mark my my life, and I will always look back at this. And, and this memory of, of this act and revelation of God is going to so much mark me that it will have a way of guiding my life, almost like a hope in a star or an anchor off a vessel that will kind of keep you grounded. Because things were going to get tough. It did get quiet. People did leave. There was this you know, seven to eight day period before they went to the temple and then named the child Jesus. And it wouldn't be long after that that they would be on their way to Egypt running from a king who was so afraid, so threatened, that there would be another king who would be greater than himself and a greater kingdom than himself. And so in a sense, she put it in her heart as a memory for safekeeping, remembering this. And I know I was thinking about this, you know, there's been times in my own life, there was a time last year when God provided in such a way where I said, God, if things get to a point where I'm feeling stressed or nervous about something similar to this again, I'm just going to look back at that point of provision and go, I trust, I know that you're going to take care of this. Even though we may, you know, adjustments may need to be made, I'm going to look back with thankfulness because I knew 
And some of you know that. You've treasured that. That's in your heart. There's an experience. There's a time maybe when you came in the middle of a crisis where God showed up in a way and you had an encounter with Him. Or it may be that you were in a particular situation and, and it was the very first time you heard the message that this Jesus loves you and that you could be forgiven. And, and, and that's marked your life. Well, Mary treasured it as a memory. But there's another thing. I was asking my wife this question. What does it mean for you to treasure something, Grace? What does that look like for you? And she said, well, you know, memories, she said, was one. But she said the other thing is, and she didn't use the word steward, but the idea of being a steward. She said, you know, if someone were to give me some money for a purpose that was for someone else, I would probably treasure that in such a way that I make certain that what had been given to me that I was overseeing would get to where it was to go and to make sure it was to happen with what that person wanted. And I thought about that. I wonder if that wasn't part of the treasuring and the pondering as she would look at this little baby and go, God, you entrusted this little one to me. This life has is, is been given. You know, she was just a, a, a young girl. Some of you get nervous when your kids are starting to drive the car, right? I mean, this, this, this young girl was given the life of God in flesh. And I think about stewarding stuff. We have been given the life of God and been given spiritual gifts and we've been given possessions and we've been given relationships. We've been given the life of God, the life of God that can change the very character of who we are so that we can become the kind of person that the fruits of the Spirit say, so that we can be controlled by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All those things should be shaping us in such a way that as we steward this life of God in us, we begin to start looking at our life and understanding our life and asking God to transform our life so that our life will begin to spill out like fruit so that when people around us taste it, those who are closest to us, they go, I want more of this life that you have. We've been given spiritual gifts. Some of you have been given gifts. You don't even realize that you've been given a gift that the Holy Spirit can work through in such a unique way. Every person has been given one. You have been given this in such a way that you are steward of this. Someday you're going to be standing before the fathers and say, what did you do with this gift that I have given you to touch lives? And you think of this stewarding of that gift. And I think of the fact that some of you have been given possession. Some of you have been given the ability to run businesses and make money. And God said, what did you do with that? What did you do with what God gave you? That, did you use it in such a way that it impacted the lives of people so that through that, that money resource, which is merely just power, it's power to change and alter, I believe, the lives and destinies of people. And you've been given relationships. You, you have people that you, you, you will see throughout the week, people who, who don't know this life of God. There will be people who, who need the encouragement, who need, who need the word shared in some way. So I, I look at this treasuring. It's a, it's a memory that kind of anchors us and helps us as we walk and go through life. But it's more than that. We're stewards of treasures that have been given to us to ponder and say, God, how do we allow this to move into the lives of people around us? And then the, the, the other thing is the shepherds. Shepherds told all that they had seen and heard. If she treasured and pondered that which she had seen and heard, the treasures, the shepherds actually um, go about and tell and share with others all that they had seen and heard. Verse 20 says that shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen, which were just as they had been told. They glorified God. They praised God because as they looked at what God had revealed to them and they were, they were selected of all people. 
And God went to those shepherds in that place at that time, and they could not help but give praise and glory to God because they were let into, they were participants in something so incredibly powerful that they kind of just stood back and said, God, we can't believe that you would select us to be a participant in. Not only do we, do we hear about it, not only do we see about it, we actually were participants that gave glory to this child and met with the mother and father. You know, the, the, we were there. I think about this, to be honest with you, I was going to share this in the sharing time, but I probably will take my sharing time right now. In all humility, I have to tell you, I am so amazed at the way that God is speaking through our services and through the messages over this last fall. The Spirit of God is present. This isn't about me. I've been doing this for years. This isn't about just God's Word. It's about the release of God's Word through His Holy Spirit in the hearts and lives of people. And I stand back and I just praise and give glory to God. You have been selected and chosen to be a part of things where you get to see God, you get to hear God, you get to experience God, and you cannot help, I hope not, move away from that and go, it's not about, boy, look at look, look what I contributed to this. It's about, oh, I can't believe I could be a part of this. You choose me. And then, and then the other thing that I notice is, is in verse 17, it says that they spread the word. They had to tell others. They couldn't keep it in. And I'll close with this because I do want to leave time for us to share. They went, it says, and they, they, they told and spread the word concerning what they've been told them about this child. On Christmas Eve, it's real busy Christmas Eve for me for some reason, you know, on, on, on the services and stuff. And so I'm always trying to say hello to as many people as I can to say Merry Christmas to them. And I had a couple of different people come up to me and go, we've got to tell you about this. But, you know, they, they couldn't. They wanted to share. We got to tell you about what happened on Wednesday night when we went Christmas caroling. And, and on a couple of different occasions, I said, you know, I, I really, I want to hear this. I, in fact, could you email me? You know, which isn't really good. You know, people aren't, you know, yeah, well, let me just email it to you. Then we'll really share the joy together. <laughs> right? But I, I really didn't feel I could at that moment. And so they, they had to suppress the news that was so exciting to their heart and soul. And I'm really excited because a few of them are here so they can share that with you. And I did get the email, and, and God did do a cool thing. But I just want to encourage you. If you've experienced God in any way, I mean, really, it's not about going to church. It's not about religion. It's not about, and I just say this to some of the kids that are here and, you know, teenagers. You know, you look to your parents, and hopefully your parents really live this life, but it's not even really about them. It's about you with God. You have the opportunity to know this God who wants to live with you and walk with you, and you can do it now. Some of you as well, older, who, who for years you kind of, you've been putting off what God wants to do in your heart because you, you go, well, you know, these people who are to represent them don't represent them. I don't want anything to do with that. Well, that's like looking at... Chocolate cream pie or something that's really good and go, I don't want that because someone else gets sick on it or something. I mean, I mean, that's a horrible illustration. But why keep yourself from something so good that as you begin to experience it, it just bursts out from you that you've got to share with others? This is what the gift of Christmas is about. It's the opportunity to share that and let others know. What I would like to do to close is that I, I recognize that some you know, Christmas is an incredibly wonderful time in, in, in lives of so much you see God at work and you just are enjoying family and friendships. And then for some 
the bright light of that joy in their Christmas contrasts sometimes with the pain and the darkness that's going on in your own personal experience, and it makes it all the harder. That's why sometimes through the year it's not as painful, but then you get to Christmas, and what it does, it exposes everything that's gone missing, That um, and it allows for you to see sometimes that emptiness, and it draws you to a place, either a despair can draw you to a place of saying, God, I'm just going to throw myself once more back onto you. And some of you may be there, and some of you know people there. And so I'm going to ask us to stand. I'm going to have a worship team come forward, but I'm going to have us stand, and we'll get. And I want you to stand for a second in prayer, because I want to take a moment to pray for for those who are in this place of um, where Satan wants to just depress them with a spirit of, of despair and oppress them. And we are going to pray for those who are in this place. And so I'm going to pray, and then I'm just going to be quiet for a moment, and I'm going to ask you to quietly, and not out loud, but quietly, just bring before the Lord um, someone who is on your heart. You may even look around and know someone that needs prayer here today. So let me pray and begin. Father in heaven, we come before you. You are the great light that has arisen through your Son, Jesus Christ, which gives us hope for eternity We know that this is only a short time, that we are called to be travelers for a period of time in a journey that will end with the greatest greatest meal together, the greatest celebration that we'll ever know. And that is not just something that's for a short time, but for eternity. But in the midst of this, God, for some, the battle is so strong. It is so tough. And I'm asking, Spirit of God, that you would come even now to some who are here in our midst and that you would come, Holy Spirit, and work in their hearts and cause them to know that you are present with them and bring around them, I pray, gifts of relationship of people who love them, that, God, they might know that they are not alone. But even in those times when they feel so alone, may they trust like you did, Jesus, even as you cried out one point in the and, and the cross, and why have you forsaken me? And yet we know that your word says you never did. For that pain can be so real and so excruciating that, God, we come right now and we pray for your salve of healing to occur in the hearts of those. So hear the prayers of your people as they silently just bring names before you. Bring gifts, I pray, to these that we bring before you. Father, you know... You have seen. You were aware even before we said the names. Before we prayed even the prayer. And now we trust your work in the hearts and lives of those whom we love. And we celebrate that this child Jesus would come for us. Amen.